good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or perhaps even good night, depending on where you're joining us. Thank you for tuning in to the Cauliflower Chronicles podcast. Thank you for joining me on what is my second outing into the podcast world. I've had quite a few suggestions from people as to topics that they would like me to cover over the next few episodes and things, and that's what I'm going to be doing today. Thank you for the suggestion from a friend of mine, Tony, who is also a fellow BJJ black belt. Um, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on the BJJ corridor, um, sometimes referred to as the... Uh, gauntlet I've heard it referred to as um, sometimes it's just referred to as a, a whipping as well you're getting your whipping when you grade up or when you you know do very well in terms of your progressions within BJJ and grappling um, so it's called several things but uh, that's what I kind of know it as the main things I know it as I suppose it would be a bit relevant to go into a little bit more of my background now for those of you that don't know who I am so my Sort of martial arts journey started very early on in life, as it probably has done for most people, in terms of going to a traditional karate club when I was very young. I think it was more the case that my parents just wanted to get rid of me for a couple of hours a week and have a little bit of peace so they could do their own thing. Um, perhaps that was the same for others listening in. Perhaps it's a trick that you know is very important to, to know and remember. I don't myself have kids at the moment, but it's something I might be... Uh, in need of in the future if I need a break from them but anyway uh, so that was my sort of initial start I never really carried it through a huge amount in my sort of teenage years I got into more sort of a football mindset and things and although I was never any good at it I tried my hand at um, you know being a goalkeeper which strangely for someone my size didn't turn out very well um, but anyway when I went to university I really got onto the um the, the martial arts horse, as it were. I found a, a fantastic club in Leicester Shoot Fighters. Um, I hadn't really come across a huge amount of MMA before. I hadn't really come across a, a huge amount of, of, you know, what shoot fighting was or anything of that nature. And uh, I was wandering around the Freshers' Fair and there was a, a chap called Jason sitting at a table with a little little video uh, just playing of a... a, a what I can seem to remember was a, a UFC that was happening around that time and just got chatting to him. Um, seemed very nice, seemed like a good, th- you know, fun thing to do. Went down and met the head coach, uh, Nathan Leverton, who I'm proud to say is to this day still a very good friend of mine. Um, he was one of the groomsmen at my wedding uh, last year, so yep, I had to think of the date then. Um, so, you know, he's been involved in various aspects of my life and I'm sure I will get around to discussing more about the the, the hugely positive influence he has had on me. Um, you may, if you're you know, kind of coming into this from a martial arts standpoint, already know Nathan in terms of his involvement, um, both around uh, just the growth of mixed martial arts in the UK. Um, you may know him as one of the instrumental sort of members from SFUK in the early days of MMA, um, you know, taking off within within the UK. And he's been, 
you know the the, the coach for many many well known uh, fighters, um, Dan Hardy, uh, Andre Winner, Jimmy Wallhead. You know he's been involved in the development of all of these guys, and um, not least of all in myself. And there's no way I'd be uh, wearing uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt today if it wasn't for the the fantastic start that he gave me and and all the 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 guys over at Leicester Shoot. So quick shout out to him and thank you for 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 starting me on this path. But that was, let's say, my my kind of starting point. Um, I knew very early on, as did Nathan and the rest of the guys, that uh, striking was never going to be a strong point for me, even though it was an MMA uh, kind of club, and it was more apparent that grappling was going to be more of a skill set for me. Um, when I moved away from Leicester, I came back down to London initially, and I thought the kind of logical thing to do after my years at Leicester Shoot would be to go to London Shoot, um, which I did. And had a fantastic time over there in the few months that I was there. The the guys over there, Alexis and Paul, were very, very competent coaches and very, very skillful coaches. But it wasn't really something that I'd sort of, you know, intended on focusing on was the pure MMA side. So I was looking for more of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. And I found that in uh, London, well, around London Bridge at what the time was called ECBJJ, Eduardo Carriello Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, which later... Ki- became uh, GB Oval and I was with Eduardo for the good amount of years after that um, and I was very very proud to be given my blue uh, black belt even talking about blue belt that was given to me by Hoist Gracie but that's that's another story um, I was very proud to be given my black belt from Eduardo in uh, November of 2016 uh, so that brings us up to kind of more more uh, sort of more like where we are today um i've had lots of experience in terms of seeing different practices because of that you know involvement for a long period of time over the martial arts i've also been lucky enough to visit lots of different places and even you know train and and subsequently teach at lots of different places so i'm i'm you know kind of aware of lots and lots of different practices uh which gives me like i say a little bit of the kind of opinion as to why i think um, this way about the BJJ corridor and whether it's useful or not in in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu schools. In short, as I sit here now talking to you, I see no merit in performing a corridor or gauntlet or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't think that it's something that is really necessary. I don't think that it's uh, something that I would like you know, kind of visitors to see or new, you know, kind of members coming in, if that should so be the case that, you know, it just so happens that someone gets graded on a day when you've got lots of newbies in or anything like that. I also think that just as a, uh, you know, kind of a, 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 a thing for, you know, potential people to see through any sort of social medias or anything like that, I don't think that gives the best impression of a, you know, of, a, of an environment. Um, I think that there are much better ways that you can, you know, kind of perform a, a, a rite of passage or, a you know, a, a, an entry into a, you know, sort of coloured belt club, if you like to think of it that way. Um, but that said, that was different for me years ago. Um, when I got my... I was... Uh, participant in the um, gauntlet or corridor, if you like, for receiving both my purple belt and my brown belt. Um, as I said, when I got my blue belt, it was at a Hoist Gracie seminar, so it wasn't really the the kind of thing done there. And certainly, let's say, it's not the case for, for for when I received my my black belt from Eduardo and and GB Oval. It was 
the same club, the same instructor where I got my purple and brown belts. So, you know, the guys there were, were kind of a mix of competitive and just, you know, sport-based. Um, I think for myself at the time, around the purple belt, certainly, I was a lot more competitively focused. Uh, I was working in the fitness industry at the time as well. So there was a lot more focus on my own, you know, kind of physical conditioning and the, uh, you know, fact of going through that corridor was, was a, you know, a real challenge, a bit of a challenge for me, but it was also like a, the way I saw it then is a bit of a rite of passage to, you know, really push myself that next step and, you know, really be able to, to compete harder and be able to go through a little bit more discomfort and things like that. Um, but as I stand now, I, I, I don't see the, the merit, mainly because I guess I wouldn't want to go through it myself. Um, you know, I'm nearly 38 years old now. I certainly wouldn't want to, you know, put myself through a, a, a whipping or a beating. Some of the guys at um, GB Oval and uh, Eduardo in particular were very, very good at tying knots in belts and things. So, you know, there was lots of, uh, lots of, lots of, um, interesting marks afterwards shall we say and uh, I know traditionally it, it can be done various ways in terms of you know whippings across the back and stuff with the the gi acting as a bit of a cover but I know sometimes guys would miss um, whether that be intentional or otherwise and certain other areas of the male anatomy might get hit um, so you know there, there was a lot of discomfort to it I'm smiling thinking back to them now which is which is strange saying that I, I, I don't really agree with them now but um, I guess that's something to do with as I say just the passage of time and age and I can see why some people might find them appealing um, but for me personally as I stand now it's not something that I uh, I will be you know sort of encouraging um, as well, certainly before lockdown came in, um, I was coaching some sessions over at Southend Combat Academy and also had uh, a handful of private students as well. And with any and all of those guys, I would certainly not be uh, enforcing a, a corridor or anything, um, anything of that nature. Again, if, if, if guys wanted to sort of be a little bit more competitive, then there are other ways, I think, that you can kind of give them a rite of passage, perhaps a, what refer, affectionately referred to as a shark tank, um, you know, might be a better way of putting someone through their paces, perhaps with a few, you know, little strikes and digs sort of thrown into that, thrown into that grappling, perhaps multiple, um, you know, opponents at one time just to really push people, perhaps holding a sub a little bit past the tapping point, obviously with a lot of control, um, but certainly not inflicting a kind of lasting sort of marks as a, as a corridor you know, can potentially do. I suppose overall the key factor that I've come to realise over this little chat over the last few minutes is that I'm just too old for all of that now. Um, I guess I'm at a point where I'm much more around the kind of focus on just continuing to train BJJ, grappling and martial arts in general for the rest of my life. And as such, that focus is on a little bit more longevity and a little bit more of the actual kind of ability to perform in the long term rather than being quite so competitive or quite so focused on that kind of um, battle mentality, if you like. Um, I'm just basically getting old and boring in my in, in my age now. I'm not even that old, like I said, 38, but I feel like it's, um, it, it's not the 
age with me it's the mileage that's the uh, that's the problem perhaps that's making me uh, a little bit boring on this matter um but yeah i let's say i think that there are there are much better avenues that 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 can be um, can be used as a means of that rite of passage now i know that it's a very traditional thing that people have done and there is a lot of tradition within bjj and there's a lot of um things that i say are you know very very good to carry forwards but i don't think that the corridor is necessarily one of them or certainly not for sessions that i would like to deliver anyway So thank you again for joining me for my latest little bit of rambling. Um, I hope that's given you something to think about around the whole effectiveness and usefulness of BJJ corridors and whippings and gauntlets and things. Uh, I'll keep this one relatively short and sweet because I'm sure that uh, sort of 15 minutes of listening to me babble on about one set topic is, uh, is enough for you. But thank you for taking the time to listen in. I do hope that you've enjoyed my uh my 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 thoughts on this if you of course like what you hear then please do like the podcast please do share it and please do follow as well um as i said i plan to do one each week but um i may well try and get out a few more because i have got a a couple of other topic ideas from people that have been suggested so i will perhaps try and do those sooner rather than later in the meantime thank you once again And that's all from us at the Cauliflower Chronicles podcast.